Friends, our second lesson this morning is from the book of Genesis, the second chapter, verses 4 through 9, and then again 15 through 17. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. It was then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we pray for your spirit to be with us, that you would speak to us in all of the words that are spoken, that you would speak to us in the meditations of our hearts and minds, and that in speaking we pray that we would hear, and in hearing we may more closely follow you. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're starting a new sermon series this week. And we're talking about what it is that we say when we get to our creeds and confessions, our affirmation of faith. Usually an affirmation of faith has three separate parts to it. One is a part about God, one is a part about Jesus Christ, and one is a part about the Holy Spirit. And in every creed or confession of the church, we say what it is that we believe. And invariably, someone will ask me, but what if I don't believe every word in this creed or confession? And the truth is that we say the words anyway, because these are the words that have brought hope and faith to the church from the beginning of time. And so even though we may have difficulty saying that we believe wholeheartedly every part of it, we say it anyway because we know that those words have brought comfort and strength and faith to the church, and we also say them so that we may have comfort and faith and strength. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the beginning of any creed or confession, and that is when we say that we believe in God. If you will remember your Apostles' Creed, there's only one sentence for God. We believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. This is not because there is little to know about God. It's because we recognize every time we say those words 
that God is unknowable in some way because God is so other. St. Augustine said, if you understand it, it is not God. He was not saying something about knowledge or even the importance of the education, of learning or knowing. What he was saying is that God is God and we are not. And so we can never know the ways of God. We can only live our lives recognizing what we know of God and God's goodness. So that's St. Augustine's, if you can understand it, it is not God. Or there's a friend of Brian's in Athens who says the important part is to remember there is a God and you are not it. That's also what we know about God. That there is a God who created, who loves, and who redeems, and that God is not us. So today we're going to look at what is the second creation story in Genesis. You'll remember the first creation story in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That first creation story is told in a way that humanity is created in the image of God. To be created in the image of God means that humanity has so much potential that we have so much that we can do and be, and we also have a responsibility to be God's people in the world. The first creation story talks about God bringing order out of chaos. And we are a people, too, who should bring order out of the chaos of life. But this is what's called the second creation story. And this creation story is a little bit different. And so before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about Genesis in general. Many people have read Genesis as a book that tells us how. How God created the earth, when God created the earth. And I don't actually think that's how we're supposed to read Genesis or even of those first five books of the Bible. Instead, we come to Genesis and we read a story not of how, but of who of who created us, of who we are as God's creation. It is not a manual that tells us how things were done. Instead, it is a story that tells us of who loves us so much that we were called into being. To read Genesis is not so that we can gain more knowledge and have all of the answers. To read Genesis is to be reminded that God loves and creates and we can have faith in God. And so when we come to this, the second creation story, it is the people who have been created are set in the Garden of Eden. And it's so interesting to read this. The first people who would have told this story lived in a land of desert. And so you read about the streams that came up in the Garden of Eden, the water that was there. And immediately the Lord God gives them instructions on living in the garden. They are to take care of the garden, to care for God's creation. And they are to eat of any fruit of the tree except that old tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, you may think, what harm is it if we know about good and evil? We should know, yes. But what God is saying when God tells the people to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it is because what God is asking humanity to do is to have faith in God and not themselves. 
to constantly be obsessed with knowing, with wanting to know all things is a zero-sum game. We can never know all things. And so at some point, the Lord God wants us to remember that God is good, that God cares, and that God is always present with us. And so we are called to be people who rely less on ourselves, who rely a little less on always trying to know and control, and instead we rely on having faith in God. Now faith is an interesting thing. Faith by its very definition is to believe even though there is very little evidence. But we have evidence, yes? In the creation story, we have the evidence of all of natural creation. Every tree, every flower, every plant, every bit of water, every grass testifies to the Lord God who created us. And so we are asked to have faith. If the first creation story is about being created in the image of God, the second creation story is about remembering that we are not God, that we have so much potential but we are not God. We will never know all of the ultimate truths about good and evil or life. And as such, there is always a place where we have to build up our faith. And so faith is really a verb. It's like a muscle. You have to consciously decide to hand things over to God, to trust in God's goodness and providence at different times. It is a difficult thing to do, and I think it's even more difficult with the things that we hold most dear. I have to every day, in my prayers, hand my children over to God. Not because God needs them, but because Tara needs to be reminded that God works in their lives too. I have to practice that faith, and when the fears come in, I remember that God created and loved and redeemed and sustained and is a part of their lives as much as God is a part of mine. And so our goal as Christians is to remember that we are not God, that God in some way will always be unknowable, but we do know that God created us, that God created Christ who will redeem us, that God is spirit that is always with us. So in our church calendar, we have different seasons of the year. Today begins ordinary time, which makes it sound like it's just regular old Sundays, and that's actually not where the term comes from. It comes from ordinal numbers, numbers that come in a different sequence. And so ordinary time are the Sundays of the year. Generally, we have green stoles. We have white today because of communion. But we associate green with ordinary time because it's a time when we should be growing. It is not a special time of the church year. It's just the sequential Sundays when we should be flexing our muscles of faith, when we should be trying to hand things over and over to a God that we trust and love. And there will be times when we will fail at that, There will be times when something feels so important we can't let it go. But I can promise you that every time you do, you may not get what you want, but you will get the comfort and presence of a God who loved us into creation and loves us every day of our lives. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.